Peace and blessings, everybody. You're listening to The Good Brother Experience, where it is I, the good brother, the original black man. I am Rick. I'm Rick, baby. What's happening with it? What's going on? How are you? Do you have your water? I know you don't. See, look at you. See, you've been listening to me all these weeks. The only thing that I'm trying to promote is hydration. If you're not hydrated, you are bugging the hell out. You will live more days without eating than without drinking water. You can live for weeks without having a morsel of food. You will die in like four days if you don't have no goddamn water. It, you like you need water. Your body is made up of, I'm, I'm going to say the number and somebody's going to fucking correct me, but I want to say, I think 75% water or some shit like that. Your whole body is water, my nigga. You need water to keep the engine going. Stay hydrated. I'm out here. You know what's crazy? I even, uh, I'm trying to speak to Accenture to see if they can be a sponsor of my show. I believe I found something or I found like a loophole as to me getting some type of correspondence with these motherfuckers so they can see what the fuck I got going on over here. And if I get this if I get this Accenture sponsorship or advertising dollars from uh, Accenture or if they can view me as an influencer, it's Liddy again. Do you hear me? I'm going to be ecstatic. E ecstatic actually. But um yeah. Before I get into anything, I'm going to get into this ad, and then we're going to start the show. This episode of the Good Brother Experience is brought to you by the wonderful Lola and Doe. Doe me for so long, where the hoes at? Lola and Doe is the premier provider of organic and all-natural care goods for the entire family, including pets. It is a fact that your skin is made up of trillions of pores that absorb everything you put onto it. So all y'all, the specifically the Brooklyn women that are utilizing Japanese cherry blossom, you're poisoning your body. Don't put that shit into your pores. Get some actual lotion, man. Stop with that nonsense. Anywho, it is also a fact that the major brand soaps that you're used to carrying that you're used to carrying also carry the most toxic chemicals known to man, including arsenic. This is why Lola and Doe prides themselves on serving the very best toxin-free soaps, body washes, and spa goods. If you're feeling extra luxurious, then try the 24-karat gold bar soap and body wash. Shop with them today and get 10% off of your next order. Use the promo code TGBE at checkout. Shop at lolandoe.com slash goodbrother. Today, today, fuck you talking about, boy, you know what I'm saying, it's happening today, my nigga, go to motherfucking com slash goodbrother today, you order some soap, everybody needs soap, they shoot me some dough for bringing traffic to their website, and we all shine, baby, you don't give me nothing, the only money that you're putting into my pocket is you utilizing something that you actually need, you buy the soap, or you buy some motherfucking socks, they're like, hey, you brought some people to our website, Reek, here's some money, and then I'm Lydia again, so do the right thing. All right, so as we all know, it is the current events portion. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to play for you a clip from the pull-up, right? Now, how do I know I'm going to be the first person to speak about this? Because the pull-up came out today, and I have the privilege of being my own engineer. 
so I can be one of the first people to fucking talk about this shit. Only thing, though, is I have to find this fucking video. Where is it? Uh, so as opposed to you guys just listening to me talk for a whole bunch of time, I thought, oh, I know how to find it. I know what to do. Now, as I'm looking for it, let me just give you some backstory. Tory Lanez is currently promoting Chicks Tape 5, a project that I should have listened to because I do a podcast and you guys like to hear my music reviews. Not all of you, but a good amount of you. Hold on for a second. Uh, shut up. Shut up, Tori. Shut up. Got got to pause that. And in his promotional run for Chicks Day 5, Tory Lanez sat, sat down with Joe Button. And Tory Lanez is one of the better interviews that I watch because you see how forthcoming he is. And he's in a sense of freedom to where he doesn't really care about the vitriol of the media if he says the wrong shit. He literally says what he wants to say and he doesn't care about the consequences. And that's how I would be if I was famous. So I really, I have like a very attached eye to the to what Tory Lane's got going on the things that he does because I feel as though if niggas like him can make it then we all can shine now the reason why I'm bringing up this interview is because you brought up a great point you guys have heard me talk about this before at great length but due to the fact that Tory Lane's said something I believe that should bring it to everyone's attention because this portion of the interview is going viral as we speak so without further ado this is Tory Lane's and Joe Button talking about tricking well not so much this is a snippet when it comes to women it's like i have this line with women when they're like yo can you buy me this shorty i thought you was up you can't buy yourself that mm. if you can't oh, buy yourself shit. that you can't fuck with a nigga in my tax oh, bracket man where are these women period if you can't buy yourself a Gucci bag, you can't fuck with me in my tax bracket if that's what we're talking about. Oh, I'm scared. But luckily, I'm a down do to earth. But that's the thing. I'm a down to earth nigga. If short, if you come on some, <laughs> I don't give a fuck about a Gucci bag. I'm not going to ask you for that shit. I'm not going to try you like that. But if you have the nerve to try me like I'm a trick and say, yo, give me this bag. I'm going to ask you, shorty, do you not have enough money to buy that bag? And if you don't, don't fuck with me. Mm. You talking about bags. I'm more so mad like a little. I'm just. All right. Now, I'm going to tell you my interpretation of what he said. I believe what he said was pretty forthcoming, but as you know, uh, Twitter goes into a frenzy. Uh, IG goes into a frenzy. And then you have the women coming out the caves. You know what I'm talking about. The women that deserve to be on Mooch Island, the island I spoke about a few episodes back. And uh, these Mooch Island bitches kind of know like, yeah, if you had the money, then you wouldn't be talking like him. Tory better be lucky that he has money because if he didn't have any money, nobody would want to fuck his short ass anyway. Yo, you better be lucky. This is a nap, blah, 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 blah. What is he really being lucky about? That he's successful and women are out here trying to just, as opposed to getting to know this man as a person or as opposed to sharing an experience with this man, they just want to use him for what he got. For what? Because you have pussy? That's the thing. Women have this skewed view of the world because women are so more shapely than men. They're more beautiful than men are. There's more there's more dimension to the physique of a woman. You know, there's hips and there's breasts and there's butt cheeks and there's thighs and all other type of shit. And they're softer and they're softer as far as their physique is concerned. So women don't have broad shoulders like men do. Men women don't have the strong jawline that men do. Now I'm saying shit like that. Women's feet aren't as big as men's are. Women's hands aren't as big as men's are. They they're just more. They're uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They just have more of a. Oh, I have the word around right the tip of my tongue. Fucking um, goddamn it, my nigga, come on, boy, come on, Reek, Reek. What is the what is the goddamn word, man? Um ah, uh, the I gotta pause the shit, man. I'm getting so fucking angry.
you still with me i was thinking about the word aesthetic they're just more aesthetically pleasing than men are right so they can use things to their advantage and as far as attention is concerned niggas have to be rich and famous to get the same type of attention a woman that's beautiful to fat ass can command that's just the way of the world so women have the one up as far as their demands are concerned because our sex wants to fuck with them more than their sex wants to fuck with us right so in their mind is like yo since you want to fuck with me to begin with you need to be able to you need to be able to do certain things for me to fuck with you in the first place because i have so many suitors right so when Tori says this, it's like, yo, this nigga has a broke mentality. I hate niggas like that. But yo, y'all niggas better not say nothing because y'all don't got the money that Tori Lane's got. Y'all just broke and don't got it. So which one is it? When a nigga that does have it, that can fucking pay for your whole family, that has way more money than anybody you're related to is saying that he's not down with this shit, then all of a sudden he can stand on his own too. But for us up and cunners that's destined to be rich are destined to just have life to where we can just sustain what we got going on. Oh, so we don't got it. We broke. This is a net. We don't deserve pussy and all that type of shit. What do you deserve? I mean, now before I even break that down, because I'm going to talk about that for a little minute, I just want to break down what Tory Lanez is saying. Well, I'm, I don't know this man personally, but I'm going to give you my viewpoint as to what he's saying. He's like, yo, because he said that he's down to earth. And he when he's talking to women, he's not on that type of time until women make it known that they're on that type of time. So he's like, yo, it's like, I'm not going to even bring money up. I'm not going to bring bags up. I'm, we're going to be doing whatever we're doing. And the way we vibe is the way we vibe. But if you come at me like, yo, get me a bag. Like, oh, OK, we're talking about like expensive shit now like that's the type of relationship we're gonna have if you're a broke bitch and don't fuck with me because i can get way more bitches that won't be on that type of time that won't be a bill what is wrong with what he's saying if you especially someone in his position if he's not fucking with women that have shit to lose or monetarily can't even buy plush things that they demand of others then you're nothing but a liability and i'm not fucking with liabilities if that's the type of shit that you want now he did say now the reason why i'm focusing on this portion of the interview and he was like yo i'm down to earth is because he's not saying i only fuck with joints that can buy themselves gucci bags he was like yo if i won't even try you like that if you don't bring that up in the conversation like we can be chilling we can do whatever we're doing we can have a not mean whatever whatever who knows that maybe after a while he's like yo i fuck with you heavy yo i think i got this necklace i thought of you yo i got this bag i thought of you yo this is not because you're establishing something with him even if it's not a relationship you're establishing something but you're off the top or one of the first few times of meeting this man you're you're like yo you need to get me a bag because i knew you got money like all right he said later in the interview right he was like yo i do everything in my power to put work in i can't talk about everyone else but if we're having sex and that's really what's going on here, consensually, of course. And we're in a position to where we're doing something that's going to satisfy each other. I have sex with you. You have sex with me. I catch a nut. You catch a nut. What the fuck am I paying for? The fact that you caught a nut too? Suck my whole dick. Hell no. I'm not fucking tricking on no bitches. Hell no. And I feel him. Now, I'm not saying that you should just fuck with joints and they should be devoid of shit, especially you have like a whole bunch of leftover cash, right? Because the same way you would, you know, before I even say that, he said something else. He was like, yo, I have homies that are at the bottom right now. 
there's a whole bunch of turmoil from where I'm from. Niggas is popped where I'm from. Niggas are going through financial restraint right now. My money, what I decide to do with my money, is going to go towards people that fuck with me, people in my camp. Women that, in, in the grand scheme of things, probably wouldn't fuck with me if I wasn't a famous singer. I'm not giving them bitches nothing but dick. And I'm like, and you know, he said that earlier in the interview as well. He's like, all women aren't bitches. I don't view women this way. But this particular subset of person is a bitch. Someone like they see me and they see a lick and they see someone that's going to provide them with materialistic shit because I have the money. Hell no, that shit goes to my homies. You get an experience. I'm getting a nut. You getting a nut. And you know what's crazy? Women in the grand scheme of things don't have no comeback to him because no girl that has a comeback to him has the money that he has. So what are you going to say? You never had a million dollars in your life. How are you going to tell a man how to utilize a million dollars? Because you have pussy? Oh, because you fuck with scamming niggas that have no problem with scamming on you, which means that it's not that money in the first place. Or these niggas have trap money. You know what I mean? Or just whatever. Like, why the fuck would I ever give you something because we're doing something that's consensual? That makes absolutely no sense to me. And I'll be on that same type of time. But what I will say is when you meet women that are a good vibe and you meet women that are dope, and they're conversationalists, and you're getting more than you're getting more from them than just back shots. You giving the back shots, not them giving you back shots, unless that's what you're into, on some strap-on shit. Then, if you're doing something consensually with a woman, but there's additives to it, you guys have similar interests, you guys are bonding, you guys are cool, and you genuinely enjoy your time with that girl, and you have the petty cash to be like, you know what, I was walking around doing some shopping myself, I got this for you. That's something dope because one, something is benefiting you. Peace of mind is beneficial, especially when you're on the up and up. And if you're providing a nigga with a peace of mind and he views you as more as pussy, he enjoys spending his time with you and he's talking to you more than he's talking to other women and all the type of shit. I mean, you're not his only one. Just be realistic. But when you guys are really sharing something, there's something there's a synergy between y'all. All right, cool. Take this bag. Take these shoes. I got the money for it. Whatever. Because you're someone that's a part of his life now. You feel me? But you're not just a begging bitch just asking for stuff just because you have a fatty. That shit is deplorable behavior. You need to go back to Mooch Island. That being said, uh, I know we haven't reached the 15-minute mark fifteen minute mark yet. But um, drink some motherfucking water, my nigga. You have to drink it. But I'm getting a phone call. Give me, you know, give me a few seconds. I'll be right back. Well, it won't be a few seconds to y'all, but it'll be a few seconds to me. Hold on. All right. I'm back. Now, something else that happened. Uh, Take Care turned eight years old over the past weekend, right? And it's really amazing to me that it's just so dope how music is and how music is so subjective. And it's all about what you sonically go towards as opposed to what I sonically go towards. Because whenever you ask the casual man, the casual woman, the casual person that listens to music, everybody has like this understanding that Take Care is his classic. Which is crazy to me because he's made, in my opinion, two projects that are better than Take Care. I believe if you're reading this, It's Too Late is better than Take Care. And I also believe, God damn it, I'm so goddamn terrible with names. Give me a second. I had this shit at the top of my goddamn head. It's the one where this nigga's out, like his head is in the clouds. Um, Nothing was the same. I believe nothing was the same. And if you're reading this, it's too late. It's way better than Take Care. Not just better, like way better. But I'm starting to understand why people view Take Care as his classic. 
That that is because women like not women but people. It looks like across the board enjoy R and B Drake more than rap Drake. I personally enjoy rap Drake when he's on his rapping shit. But if you're into melody driven Drake, if you're into fucking, I'm more than just an option. Then I right, cool. I can see that. But I am not one of those people. I enjoy this nigga when he gets on his rapping shit. Like um on his last album, he has a song called Is There More. I believe it's the last rap song before you go into the second uh, portion of the album. And I believe he got fucking busy on that shit. Like when Drake is on his like on his rapidy rap shit or when he's on his um date and time shit, I believe Drake is dead nice. And I enjoy that. That's why as far as project concern, I'll even say that I think comeback season is better than fucking take care. And that shit happened. It's just crazy how the music, how the music industry works. Cause this nigga got Rich Boy and Malice from the Clips, and this nigga has like all these fucking people on his album before he even got lit. It just shows you how crazy shit is. Anyway, I believe comeback season, um, take care. And if you're reading this, is too late. Is way better than fucking take care. So the fact that that shit is heralded, heralded as uh, his classic is just crazy to me. But you know what? What I will say is that's the best cover art he's ever had. So maybe that fucking, maybe that has something to do with it. Because you just sitting down wearing all black with a gold chalice. That's high level pimp. I'm not going to hold you. I can get down with that shit. Carmelo Anthony is coming to the Blazers, right? And the way his deal is set up, this nigga is making like $14,000. Like the way it is, is um he's having like a 10 day contract. And he's going to go uh, week by week. And he has until January 20th to stay on the team or they're going to give him the fucking boot. So they're doing this shit on some experiment shit. And it's going to be really crazy to me watching the Blazers utilize Carmelo Anthony only because of the limitations on his game and the way he needs to be utilized. And I'm going to explain. If you know Carmelo Anthony, the best thing about his game is his triple threat. That's he probably had like twenty five thousand points. I want to say eighteen thousand came from being in the triple threat position, where you can either pass the ball, shoot the ball, dribble the ball. Right? He's always had an explosive first step. He has terrible touch around the rim, but he has a quick second bounce, and he has a he has good quick twitch. So as soon as he misses the layup, he's one of the best at missing the layup, getting his own rebound, and putting that shit back up. His lay his touch around the rim and like his layup game is god awful and i always said that he's the best player with the worst touch around the rim that i've ever seen anyway due to the fact that he probably can't explode for 50 anymore and everything is not predicated on him on him having the ball for 15 to 18 seconds on the elbow and just jab stepping until he don't feel like jab stepping no more to do a jumper that he could have probably did five seconds to him getting the ball is a done deal everything's about pace and space everything's about running the floor everything's about spread and the reason why this is interesting because the best thing right now about Carmelo's game is his jump shooting right uh he has a silky jumper that shit don't touch nothing but i know that they don't want to utilize him on some isolation shit because they already have cj and dame but the reason why i'm finding this so interesting is because to utilize Carmelo the way that you that the blazers probably want to utilize him they probably need someone that will drive and kick the ball someone that can suck up the defense they can look at Melo on the opposite wing. They can look at Melo as a cutter. They can look at Melo that's stationary. They can look at Melo as a floater on the baseline. 
and pretty much have Melo be in positions to where all he has to do is catch the ball, float the ball, catch the ball, lay the ball up, catch the ball, 15-foot jumper, catch the ball, 20-foot jumper, you know what I'm saying? Three-point jumper, all that type of shit. But CJ and Dame are their best two ball handlers, and them two niggas do nothing but get buckets. They don't dribble the pass to nobody, son. <laughs> them niggas don't pass to nobody. You feel me? So it's just going to be crazy that they probably want to use Melo as a pick-and-pop player. They probably want to use Melo as someone that someone else would do the hard work with dribbling the ball and just passing them for a jumper. But niggas is not going to find him because niggas is not looking to, for nobody to fucking to score but them. CJ and Dame have ill flow. Them niggas do floaters. Them niggas take fucking contested threes. Them niggas do step-back jumpers. Them niggas go left hand, right hand. All kind of shit. They might throw it on you. They're not looking for no fucking Carmelo Anthony. So, if you're anybody with pride and you're someone that's been to 10 All-Star games, like, all right, so when I get the ball, I'm about to do my thing. But then they're going to look at you like, yo, boy, you want a 10-day contract and you're 35 years old. If you don't give up the program, you're going to get the fuck out of here. So, I believe he's in a lose-lose situation for this point and this point uh, in an isolated fashion. They're gonna want Melo to be a catch and shoot guy. They're gonna be they wanna they wanna have Melo to be someone that has limited possessions on the ball. And the only time you should touch the ball is when you're about to do something with it. Either you're gonna swing the ball or shoot the ball. That's the only thing we need you to do. We don't need you to create for yourself. We need none of that shit. But the thing is, if you're asking man that his whole life has done nothing but create for himself, to not create for himself, but the two primary ball handlers on your team don't have games to where they create for other people. Where the fuck does that leave Melo? I'm barely going to be able to shoot the ball and I can't do things the hard way and get my own buckets. What the fuck am I supposed to do? So this is why I believe that the Portland Trailblazers have my son in a, in a position to where he really can't succeed. Because if you're used to being an isolation player, but with you being an isolation player, the best thing a part of your game is your jumper. So they're like, all right, we can just utilize his jump shooting. But you have two niggas that don't look for nobody that's squaring up. Or that's, uh, yeah, they're squaring up to shoot the ball. Then where the fuck did that leave Melo? Looking like he's a scrub and he's going to get booted out the league before December's over. And that shit is trash to me. You know what I mean? Um, some other shit that I, I saw was uh, Gronkowski has a big announcement. Uh, pretty much by tomorrow, if you're listening to this tonight. Or if you're listening to this on your drive from work, uh, Gronkowski probably made the announcement already. I don't know what he's going to talk about. But what I do know is the player deadline for someone to return is November 30th. So I believe um, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady was like this. Like, you're my nigga. Check this out. The bulk of the season is over. What we need you to do is this. Stay low. Do whatever you got to do on television to collect the check. Stay in shape. We don't need you for the whole season. You retired at 29 years old because people was taking your legs out. They was taking your quads out. They was taking your knees out. They was taking your hip out. They're hitting you low. They have been killing you for nine straight seasons. So much so, you got into the league and you retired in your 20s. I don't think y'all understand how crazy that is. This nigga played for like eight or nine years. was like, yo, I'm done. Because they're, they're killing me. So I believe Bill Belichick and Tom Brady was like, yo, listen, I don't have a lot of time left. And Belichick, Belichick was like, my nigga, me either. We're going to be leaving soon. But with the rise of Lamar Jackson, with the rise of Deshaun Watson, with the rise of Patrick Mahomes, with the rise of Russell Westbrook, uh, um, Aaron Rodgers is getting busy right now. A whole bunch of people 
Although we only lost one game this year, we might get kicked out the paint in the playoffs. But you, even in retirement, are the best. Is the best tight end probably in NFL history. It's probably between him, um, Gonzalez. What's my nigga's first name? Uh, fuck, man. Why the fuck is that? It's, it's Gonzalez, man. It's Gonzalez on the Chiefs, and he played on the Falcons too. That's him, Gonzalez. Shannon Sharp is probably like the three best tight ends, right? So they're like, yo, listen, we just we don't need you for the whole season. We know you're banged up. Stay in shape. Take three months off. Come the last six games of the season. We'll use you as a blocker. And then the postseason, we're going to give you 10 targets a game and then retire again. We get another ring. You pretty much get a fight. What, what is that? If he didn't play the whole year and he retired last year, what is that, like a nine month vacation from your job you got a nine month vacation to retire i mean to retire get your body right get your knees right get your shoulder right get your hip right play for us these last six games let's make this playoff push and you retire again and you have another ring and then you go back as and then your legacy's probably gonna be even more lit due to the fact you came out of retirement on niggas you got crazy on niggas and then you left again and you still not 30 years old how dope is that come on boy come fuck with us and i believe Rakowski was like nigga word i'm back the cowboys is looking good i mean they're shaky i'm not gonna say looking good but like yo niggas starting to look good man i i think i got a few more catches in me let's do what gotta be done um everybody talks about the patriots defense but the offensive line these niggas might need me you know what i'm saying because something that is underrated about gronkowski is his uh pass blocking and his run blocking he's an incredible blocker because he's such like a big person you just can't get around him like that and you can't bull rush him because he's probably the same weight as the person that's trying to bull rush him or there's probably like a 30 pound difference so i believe he's about to announce that he's coming back but um but what do i know but last but not leastly i just want to touch on this kaepernick situation i believe that um once you get to a certain level of success, the general public will never understand the decision making of someone that has a million dollars or of someone that can cause a disruption in a billion dollar corporation. And I believe there's a certain amount of things that have to go into when you're a disruptor of a billion dollar corporation. Now, Kaepernick did nothing but fuck up the momentum of white people that's all he did he was like yo niggas is getting killed by cops there's racial inequality in order to personally protest this before the game it's going to take a knee but what isn't understood is the army the navy the federal reserves the military pays the nfl millions of dollars to promote what they got going on to get people to come into the um into the armed forces so they're like, yo, the American flag is attached, is attached to the military. The military gives us millions of dollars in ad revenue. So are we going to fuck with Colin Kaepernick? Or are we going to get to this money? That's all it was. It's really that fucking simple. Like everybody is on these fucking debate shows. Colin Kaepernick, although he didn't break any rules, he was fucking up the money to a billion dollar corporation. A corporation that takes black kids, primarily black kids, Use them for their body and gets them the fuck out the paint. And they find another black kid to use their body and get them the fuck out the paint. And then another black kid to use their body and get them the fuck out the paint. So on and so forth. Because I know there's white people in the NFL too. I know there's Asian people in the NFL. I know there's Spanish people in the NFL. But if you look at the demographic as far as race is concerned, black people take up the entirety of the NFL. That is a fucking fact. Look that shit up. 
So, they're like, yo, you didn't bring no rules, bro, but uh, you fucking up this chicken. Think about any circle of life. If you come to your, if you go to your job right now and it's not like casual Fridays and you say like, yo, I don't like the uniformity of this job. I believe that self-expression should be put into this job. So I'm going to come through in jeans and a t-shirt. They're just going to fire you. Like, yo, we like doing shit a certain way. It's a certain appeal that this fucking job stands for. If you can't get with that, get lost, my nigga. You're not technically doing anything that's unlawful by going to a job that everybody's wearing suits wearing jeans and sneakers but if you can't fit the aesthetic they get you the fuck out of there the nfl is a job no matter how much money they make it them niggas are employees if you can't get down with what's written as far as the rules are concerned if you're breaking one of the rules is one thing but if you're going against the grain and you're fucking up the money you got to get out of here the nfl is going to be here in 100 years you're not going to be but what you're not going to do is fuck it up while we're alive so with that being said, Snake had a workout in the middle of November. What type of sense does that make? Anybody who knows anything, even a little bit, casually about football, everybody knows that as far as American sports is concerned, because I'm not going to speak about cricket, I'm not going to speak about soccer, I'm not going to speak about none of that shit. I'm going to talk about American sports. Being an NFL quarterback is probably the hardest position in NFL sports. I'm sorry, in American sports. Being a quarterback, you need to know what the running back is doing. You need to know what the receivers are doing. You need to know what the fullback is doing. You need to know the defenses that you're looking at. You need to be in tune with your offensive line. You need to be able to make reads at a quick second. You need to know when to dump the ball off. You need to know when to throw the ball away. You need to be able to see first read, second read, third read, all within like a two-second span before someone that's 240 pounds that can run a 4-4 is coming to take your head off. That shit is crazy. Identify where the safeties are, identify where the blitz is coming from, identify formations, identify where the safety is, be able to look niggas off, all of the type of shit, right? So even as a backup quarterback, the NFL is a violent league. So the starting quarterback can get fucking hurt at any time. That's why they pay so much money for niggas to step in and do what they got to do. To give a man a trial in the middle of November is asinine. That shit is not helping nobody. That shit actually makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, it makes none. And not only did this nigga have a tryout, but it was on his terms. Like, he was trying to negotiate terms and shit like that. So my whole thing is this. The thing that Jay-Z was talking about, he was Roger Goodell, and he's going to piggyback what Colin Kaepernick was trying to do. Colin Kaepernick basically being a martyr and doing what he had to do because he lost his job. All right, I understand that. He then comes to an agreement with the NFL, a collusion agreement, something that I really feel like he was about to win, signs a non-disclosure agreement, they pay him off, and now he's getting a tryout in November. What the fuck is all this shit about? All this shit is rooted, and I need to say this again. Racial inequality in America and police brutality. We're not getting opportunities that white people's getting, and seemingly, as far as what the media is reporting, we're the only people that's getting shot. I don't like this shit. I'm just going to take a knee. And I got permission from someone in the armed forces to think, to see if this was okay. Personal armed forces was like, yo, that I can get down with that. Take a knee. I don't see nothing wrong with that. Because these are the people that have a problem with Colin Kaepernick was not out there shooting niggas. Someone that was out there in the field, literally, like niggas talking about being in the field and all that. A nigga with an AK in the field, r niggas shooting at him, can take his head off, take his chin off, take his face off. Someone that was overseas with no promise that he's going to come back to see his family when his tour is over. 
it was like, yo, as someone that went to go actually fight for this country, as someone that had to get trained on how to shoot a weapon, as someone that had to actually kill people, as someone that put my life in harm's way for the betterment of the society, you taking a knee is good money. I can get down with that. And I fuck with your cause. And then people that never shot a gun in their life, that's never been in harm's way in their life, told Colin Kaepernick he was bugging. And the only reason why it was circulating that he was bugging is because the NFL and ESPN are in cahoots with one another and the the same way that uh the military is is um is in cahoots with the NFL, so is ESPN. So they're like, yo bro, I understand that you might fuck with Colin Kaepernick's stance, but you need to say it in a certain way because you work for us, nigga. I'm smart ESPN. So yo we're not gonna tell you what to say, but we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna perpetuate what's actually going on. And we're going to ensure that, you know, even if you say something in the grand scheme of things, it's really not going to matter because you're not going to fuck the money up either. You feel me? And the people that have put their jobs on the line, like Stephen A. Smith, say what you want about him, but he's been incredibly vocal about what the fuck is going on. None of this shit is making no fucking sense, my nigga. Who the fuck wants to get a tryout in the middle of November? Where does that make sense? I understand, like I said before, what... Um, with Gronkowski that you can sign players before November 30th, but he's a fucking tight end. Tom Brady can literally be like, yo, you do this, you do this. Yo, ZX49000. Yo, Gronk, do me a favor, just block this play. Yo, FYFK8 Rocket. Yo, Gronk, do a fucking, uh, do a post route. Now I'm saying like, you you can, I mean, you're just told what to do. Either you're going to block or you're going to motherfucking run a route. That's what you do. But when you're the quarterback, there is no way that you will be fit to be put into a system to where you need to identify defenses and identify the play calling that you have on offense to then do audibles and shit like that. By the middle of November, none of that shit makes no fucking sense, my nigga. Like, at all. So I understand that Jay-Z had a problem with it. I understand that Stephen A had a problem with it. I understand that um, a whole bunch of people have had a problem with what the fuck is going on. And I have a problem with that shit, too, because it's like, what the fuck does this shit mean? Who gets a tryout in the middle of November when the season is over max in February? And that's if you go to the Super Bowl. Nigga, it's week 11. There's 16 weeks in the season. What what are you about to accomplish? Like, none of this shit making no fucking sense. If you guys have anything to say in regards to this, just let me know. Hit me up at the OG Black Man. Let me keep me in tune with the fuck is going on out there because I don't understand what the hell is going on. If, if I wanted to be in a company that uh that utilizes profits being in the black and being in the red whatever and i'm brought into the company to make them to make them some money so they can go into the next quarter being in the black as opposed to me learning policy or whatever you don't hire me in november when the quarter is about to be over you hire me in march april now i mean you hire me in february you make you give me a year to see what I gotta do so you can see quarter by quarter what I'm capable of. You don't you don't call me when the quarter's about to end to see if I can get you into the fucking black. That makes no fucking sense. Like in any anything you're talking about. This like when you go to a job, you have to acquiesce to the job. That's just what it is. If you're not gonna acquiesce to the job, do what you was talking about. You're a martyr, yo fuck these niggas, I'm doing my own shit. Alright, I'm about to sue y'all niggas for collusion. I gotta pay me for what y'all did to me. That's the type of vibe you was on, and then all of a sudden 
and and your and your hair hasn't grown in three years. Like you've been had that afro. What is really going on? This nigga, there's some there's, there's something going on with that nigga, son. But um, I'm gonna conclude this episode. So that being said, peace and blessings. Pass the dressing, and I will speak to you guys on Wednesday.